listening to episode two of Dad's Right, and uh, I guess we'll get right to it. Good times, bad times, and uh, once it, we we uh, we got an email this week, Dylan. I don't know if you checked the oh. email, but yeah. So Mike Basnick emailed me to to he was agreeing with me last week. We talked about the Costco propane. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So he he always gets his propane there as well. Although apparently there's different procedures at different stores because he has to prepay for his tank and then go out and fill it. So. It is still cheaper than a normal tank at like Canadian Tire or Esso or Home Hardware or wherever you're going to fill it up. It's it's you know almost half the price, but it doesn't sound like there's a per liter price. Whereas in Guelph, you go to the propane place, they fill it up, measure the amount that goes in, and then you go through do your. They give you a little receipt, then you go through do your shopping, and give them the tag when you leave, pay for your propane, they mark it paid, then you go back to the propane place and pick it up. So it's just interesting that they have different procedures for different Costco's. I would I would have thought it would have been uh one 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 rule one ring to rule them all. Uh but but yeah. apparently there's there's different things going on. But either way, he was saying yes, it's it's cheap and worth the price of his Costco membership, just his savings on propane alone. Yeah. So it was always it's always nice to get an email. Absolutely. Some other good times. Uh I mean, this is good times for me, but maybe not if you're getting a fine, but Quebec is fining people for not following the mask guidelines starting yesterday. I don't know if anybody got fined, but that was the plan. I uh I read that as well and um I think it was also met with thousands of people uh protesting mask laws. And the and I was reading an article that said that it seems to be stoked by conspiracy theories coming out of the U.S. Like people at these uh, anti-mask rallies in Montreal were holding up like signs supporting QAnon and a whole bunch of other U.S. conspiracy theories. And so, people, like, yeah, the analysts are saying that what's going on in the U.S. is bleeding into Canada, and that's. I mean, it sucks for many reasons, but it's also stupid because some of these conspiracies are very U.S. specific. Yeah, like, like QAnon is about the U.S. government. So why? Is but it's worldwide. Here? It's worldwide. QAnon is, is a worldwide. Yes, it's a worldwide group of leftists that are also child abusers. It's not just Americans. It's primarily American, and Trump is going to save the world. But it's not only American, is my understanding. Okay. Well. Either way, it's stupid, and I'm I'm sad that their stupidity is bleeding into our country. And who, honestly, I was Kevin was over today, and and he's he was he made a good point. Like, who to, who has time to go and protest a mask law? Like, don't you have something else to be doing? I don't understand. Like, Probably just, everybody who's collecting Serb. Yeah, I guess crazy. And another bit of good news. Friday was Canada's first day with an unchanged COVID death toll since March. Oh, that is good news. Yeah. Despite, you know, cases going up sort of here and there across the country, but uh, nobody nobody died on Friday of it, so that's that's good, a positive. 
That is a positive. That's I mean that's the that's the worst part of it. So good. Good yeah. good. Although it looks like there is some lasting health effects that they maybe didn't foresee beforehand now they as they as oh, they yeah. learn more about it. I was looking at that, I saw that. That's they're they're worried about its effect on the heart or something. Yeah, and it's just more it's more of actually a muscle disease they think now than a respiratory disease. Uh, it's, it, it, they, there's even some reports now that they think it might be able to cross the blood brain barrier and get right in your brain. So it's overall, I think you want to try to avoid getting it. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But I mean, even before we knew this, I would say that is true. Yeah, yeah. In general, it's not good to get sick. Yeah. You got some good times, or are we just going to move on? Oh, I don't think I have. I don't have much good times. I have some good stories, but they didn't quite fit in good times. Okay, so they're coming later. Yeah. Okay. Is that was one of them? What you're doing that that thing that you're just talking about that walk thing you do? That's kind of cool. Oh no, but uh, I, I should throw that in closer to normal or whatever it's called. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, closer to fine. Okay. Well, I'll just continue, and then you can hit yours. In BC, the uh, COVID cases are climbing, so the government has closed banquet halls and nightclubs. And uh, any other restaurant or anything that's still allowed to be open, liquor sales have to stop at 10. So after after a few months of easing, BC, they're starting to tighten up again, which isn't, you know, I, it's, it's good that they're reacting. Hopefully it's fast enough. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it is enough. But they definitely have to keep their eye on the ball this time. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully other provinces that are starting to open up are learning their lesson from this. Uh, three Quebec ministers self-isolating from potential COVID exposure and state cases are starting to go up in Quebec as well. That doesn't surprise me after a thousands of people march in Montreal at an anti-mask rally. Yeah. <laughs> Ontario also starting to go up, uh, not yeah. loosening restrictions for at least they announced they they weren't going to tight re they weren't going to tighten restrictions again but they announced they are not going to loosen restrictions for at least another four weeks. And Doug Ford came out, and, and his problem is these big parties that are happening, like there was a big wedding in Toronto, and then that linked to 23 infections. Oh, geez. People can just be stupid. And then our region, Halton, which has been pretty good for the most part, had its biggest one-day increase on the 10th. Well, not the biggest, but a big one-day increase, biggest in a while of twenty new cases. That's the yeah, that's the biggest I've seen in a, in a long time. Yeah, that's about all I got for COVID. But I was I was shopping in Costco the other day, and I noticed that they started selling the Starbucks Winter Blend coffee at Costco. I find that annoying. Oh yeah, it's not winter yet. It's not even fall yet. Yeah. I don't want my winter blend coffee yet. In fact, I don't want any winter blend coffee. Why does there need to be a winter blend coffee? What's the difference? What is the difference between winter blend and summer blend coffee? Seriously. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Marketing? Yeah, Price. it's a white bag with snowflakes on it. Yeah. There's been reports of Amazon sellers still price gouging for health and safety products. Uh, an example of this is a... A pack of Clorox wipes costs nearly eight times more on Amazon than it did at Home Depot in in August. Now, Amazon is trying to get rid of the sellers that are doing that and have suspended 10,000 sellers for price gouging in the last little while. But 
they have a lot of sellers and but th- this to me if you can't if you can't keep a hold of this if you can't keep track of this i mean it's computer how can you not keep track of this why is it, why is it still happening yeah and also jeff bezos has a lot of money i think he probably has the resources to really deal with this if he felt passionately about it so my my feel on it is that they mostly just don't care yeah, I don't think I don't think ten thousand is enough. And suspended, just say, listen, if you're price gouging, you don't get to sell on Amazon. Period. Yeah, and then and then people won't price gouge because they want to sell on Amazon. Yeah, like it, what's suspended? There, Why suspend them? I read that there have been markups of like over one thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are probably the ten thousand that got canned. Yeah, but still under one thousand percent, you're good. <laughs> That's Amazon's line. Yeah. Fauci's warning that the U.S. needs to hunker down for fall and winter. Yeah, it's not going to happen. They're not good at doing stuff like that. Well, they've hunkered down once. They don't want to do it again. <laughs> when? When did they hunker down? Well, it wasn't. It was a. It was a. Maybe not hunker down. Maybe just hunker. Like it was like a. It was like a light squat kind. Yeah. Of. Not all the way down. Just a little bend <laughs> at the knees. Yeah. A little bit closer to the the hometown, the OPP have charged two people in connection with a drug investigation in Gravenhurst. Uh, They say it started in July, um, then in August with Muskoka's street crime unit, tried to arrest the passenger of a vehicle on uh, Luigi Road in Gravenhurst, but the vehicle (laughs) took off. Uh, Then on Sunday, officers carried out a search two search warrants and uh and arrested two people a man and uh, a 17 year old so it's good to see gravenhurst uh making the making the news (laughs) (laughs) even if it's a bad way that's that's it for me what do you got uh i mean i already kind of i don't have much i covered one of my things with uh the QAnon in montreal um which is i still just think ridiculous i hate how influential u.s culture becomes in canada and I don't know. I generally like to think we're above that, and uh, and sometimes we're not. Uh, I read that, I think it's today, former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien's wife, Aline Chrétien, uh, passed away at 84. Yeah, um, I did see that. Which is, uh, you know, a, a good... That's. I think it was just natural causes. Um, I don't think it was COVID-related or any, anything else. Um, but uh, either way, 84 is uh, um, a, a good... A good age, I guess. I don't know. I don't know much about her, to be honest. But you know, it, it's hard when one family passes. So best to him, and um, I kind of want to look into her if, uh, if like, if she did what what she was doing while he was prime minister. Because you know, sometimes prime ministers' wives get involved in things, and sometimes they kind of just stand by. But I'd, I'd be interested to see what her legacy is. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Well, it was interesting because I kind of I was uh, when I was writing this, I almost just put Jean Chrétien's wife, and I didn't, almost didn't even put her name. And I realized how easy it is for a spouse to get lost behind uh, their their partner if the partner uh, is like is very successful or is very important or something. So I, I'd be interested to see. I kind of want to look into who she is outside of Jean Chrétien's wife. Yeah, yeah. How old is Jean Chrétien now? Do you know? He's he's got to be up there as well. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure wasn't he like old when he was prime minister? That's my he's remembering. Eight, he's 86. 86. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that, that's too bad. Uh, mm-hmm. All the best to him and his family. Yeah, absolutely. There's a kind of hush all over the world. Tonight, all over the world, you can hear the All over the world. Uh, start in the U.S. There's a warning from a U.S. think tank that they believe from some satellite pictures that North Korea is prepping a nuclear-capable missile launch from a submarine. So that can't be good oh. news. No, that that sounds uh, bad. That sounds very bad. Yeah. Now, I always, I always doubt uh, any sort of satellite photos ever since the uh, Iraq War of what was that? The the weapons of mass destruction that never existed. Yeah, that's true. But well, I don't know if this is actually the government. It says a U.S. U.S. think tank, so. It may not be the government, and and probably something you might want to check out. Send James Bond in there or something, double O someone, and just make sure double that... O, double O whoever. It can't be a good thing if if they get a sub that can launch nukes. It sounds like a bad a bad plan in yeah. in in uh, Kim Jong Un's hands. Yeah, and and his allies, you know, like I always think, kind of, you know, what whatever's good for. Kim Jong Un's also probably good for like Putin and China and you know the trifecta of big dictators yeah. in that region. There was some promising uh, a promising COVID vaccine trial in Britain was put on hold this week because a patient fell ill without any sort of explanation. So the WHO says pausing a trial is routine and it's you know this happens. The company that was doing the trial, uh, AstraZeneca, at the University of Oxford, Oxford, wasn't clear if it was if the illness, the person that came down with the illness, they don't know if it was due to the vaccine or if it was just coincidental and they were, you know, they had some sickness before they went in. Mm-hmm. So because of all this and because people are worried that they're going to rush something to the market nine drug companies have pledged not to speed up the government approval process which i don't i don't trust them as too much on that yeah. but uh yeah. the good news is yesterday those trials resumed so i guess they studied they determined that well they must have determined that it wasn't the vaccine or they wouldn't have resumed the trials i would think presumably so the trials have resumed, so it, it they must have already been sick, or that person is no longer uh, around. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. But it's just, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, after last week's report, they still protests still growing strong in Israel. They uh, want Netanyahu gone, at least until, well, the COVID people want him gone. It's multiple protests. Eh? The, the COVID people... And and his bungling of that, those people want him out now, and regardless, and then there's other people who want him out at least until his corruption trial's over. But there's still thousands of people protesting, and all this protesting kind of worldwide. It must it must be because everybody's not working because of COVID. Yeah, is that like <laughs> otherwise they don't, they don't have anything to do, so they just protest. Isn't that? There's got to be some link there, right? Because it it never happened till we were all off because of COVID. Like, sure, there was um, protests here and there, but not as 
consistent week month long protests that we're having these days is there is it i mean like i feel like we always had protests in that region is it that is it that there there are more protests as people are at home because of covid or is it that you're looking at the news more because you're at home because of covid it could be both could be a bit of both but i do think i do think yeah there was always protests but i don't think they were quite as big and as uh buoyant buoyant not buoyant Busterous. Blusterous. Boisterous? Blusterous. Boisterous oh, and blusterous. Boisterous works too. As they are as they are right now. Oh, perhaps not. Maybe there's a link. Or maybe people are just finally getting super fed up after, you know, years and years of, of, of crap happening. It can't be coincidental though. That it's the same time that the world's shut down. It can be. Mm, it's not no likely set. implausible, but it's no such Possible. thing as co- I've watched enough cop shows. I know there's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> Coincidences happen every day. The Who, the not the Who, not the band, but the World Health Organization reports record one day increase in global COVID cases of over three hundred and seven thousand. The biggest were from India, U.S., and Brazil. Death. The usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and not like in the same usual suspects for a long time. Like, you know, Italy was up there for a while, Germany was up there for a while, but then they get it under control. These three are just they're staying up. They have some staying power at the top. Yeah. The total deaths is up by five thousand five hundred and thirty seven to a total of nine hundred and seventeen thousand four hundred and seventeen. So, you know, that at 5,000 a day, it's not going to take long to, before we get to a million total deaths. Yeah. 94,000 new cases in India alone today. And both U.S. and India, over 1,000 deaths. It'll be interesting to see, like, long-term, some of the studies that are sure to come out when this pandemic's over to see how these deaths are going to affect certain regions and like the population like projected populations of regions and countries and and sort of like what the long-term socioeconomic effects of of covid are going to be because it's going to throw off a lot of what we were predicting for the future i don't know about a lot i mean ultimately a million people out of eight billion is not that much no no you're right but like Right, I, sh- I'm, I don't mean necessarily worldwide, but in certain like very hard hit regions, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, where like, high death toll regions and like Florida or something. Yeah. Exactly. Like like on a very macro scale, nothing's probably going to be affected that much unless it gets a lot worse. But you know, if we bring it down into some more micro areas, are like yeah, is the state of Florida going to be very like? Is its trajectory going to be totally changed because of this virus? No, it's still headed to the sewer. (laughs) Infections are still rising in 58 countries. France crossed the 10,000 cases in 24 hours mark. And according to experts, UK is on the edge of losing control of the outbreak. So overall, it's a grim COVID week. Yeah, I mean... We had our like you know little little spikes in provinces and BC and stuff, but 
but other countries are doing even worse. So, you know, we're not too bad in comparison. Yeah. Uh, you knew you knew as restrictions eased, there was going to be spikes. And in Ontario, I don't think it's seen the back-to-school effect yet, if, it, if there's going to be one or if it's under control. We'll probably yeah. know that in, in the next two weeks. Within two weeks, there have already been several schools in Alberta that have shut down because they've had COVID cases. Wow. Already. Yeah. Well, I mean, the provincial government barely, I mean, Ontario barely has a plan. And the provincial government here has even less of a plan. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, it isn't surprising. Hopefully it works anyway. (laughs) Despite the lack of a plan, hopefully it works. (laughs) Hopefully it just works out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the government's year's plan. It may, it it might, you know, maybe. <laughs> There's, it could be a coincidence. It works and no plan. Uh, following up on last week uh, from the Iranian wrestler Navid Navid of of Car of Kari, we talked about him. He was sentenced to two life sentences and. Two and a half years, six and a half years in jail and 74 thrashes. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, they executed him this week. Yeah, I think I saw that. Uh, so I don't, I, I mean, obviously, the the jail term seems redundant now. They probably didn't need to give him that. Yeah, really. But there's uh, they, there was a lot of dodginess that went on in this execution. Like, there's supposed to be some sort of last visit from the family that wasn't allowed, and he confessed to some sort of murder, but after being beaten and tortured to confess to it. So we'll probably never know exactly what happened, but it doesn't sound like it was completely above board. Yeah, I, I'm, that doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. And then in a shocking U.S. study... They proved that children who caught the coronavirus at daycares and day camp spread it to their relatives. Wow. Yeah, so... Who would have guessed? They said scientists already knew children can spread the virus, but the study published Friday by the CDC definitely indicates in a way previous studies have struggled to do the potential for transmission to family members. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know actually why we needed a study for that. How much was spent on that? It was not. It was a study that was not required. Yeah, there's a really. lot of those. Obviously, you can transmit. Why do? Why would anybody think you can't transmit it? Even if they can't get it, why would they think they can't transmit it? Yeah, the U.S. needs a little, little, little extra sometimes for them to get get through their head. Anyway, over to you. Yeah, again, I don't have too much. You covered most of it, but mine are mine are both kind of good news, so that's nice. Um, uh, there have been very complicated uh, events going on um, in Sudan with a rebellion and government negotiations, and it's kind of been coming to uh, seeming like closer and closer to peace. And today, the rebel factions are sorry i don't know if it was today but it was no it was before today but recently the rebel factions and the government have come to an agreement where sudan will officially separate the church and state and remove islam as a sort of state religion which is a good step towards establishing a uh, a peaceful and uh, tolerant democracy 
Is, so uh, who knows where that'll go? Hopefully it holds up, but uh, it's a good step. Is Has the U.S. separated church and state? Uh, I mean, it's in their constitution, but have they, I think... I mean, don't I, I you think, pledge on the Bible when you become president? I, I think every president has, but I think you have an option of any a book that is of importance to you. Oh, really? So you yeah. could you could pledge on on uh, King Lear or or Lord of the Flies or something. Uh, you might. I mean, you uh, that could be. I was thinking more like you know that Muslim members of Congress pledge on the Quran and. Okay, so it's still uh, a Bible. It's still religious. Well, I, I I don't know. I know I know it doesn't have to be the Bible, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it has to be. Or if it can be just any book you want, and like you know, whatever tickles your fancy. I'm not sure. On money, doesn't it say "In God We Trust"? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they, I mean, they definitely have uh, Christianity built into their um, a lot of their their functions, and and in theory, they shouldn't. But uh, it's definitely definitely built in there. Did you did you just change rooms? It felt like you just went into a party room. Uh, I went upstairs briefly where my roommate has some friends over, but I'm back uh, downstairs now. Okay. Sorry, next. Go ahead. And the other thing was in Zimbabwe, um, they have officially banned all coal mining in their national parks, which um, is also a, a good step because coal mining is horrible, horrible for the environment. I mean, I, I think coal mining should really be banned almost everywhere, but um, especially, you know, like, I don't know why you would mine coal and, like, nature preservations, because uh, that seems counterintuitive, so it's good that they're not, not anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, although it's a good thing, I guess, uh, what's that Brazilian president's name? He's not in charge over there, because they, they, they allow yeah. any sort of mining they want in the rainforest. Yeah. Bolsonaro. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 not good. TNT, well, it still works, although although I've now broadened it so that I'll anything Trudeau is is basically any sort of Canadian politics for me, and yeah, yeah. Trump any sort it's, of U.S. politics. I yeah, I've definitely done that with Trudeau a little yeah. bit less with with um, Trump, but but definitely with Trudeau. <laughs> So uh, O'Toole's first couple of weeks as the leader of the Conservative Party, and I got to say, I was impressed uh, with his shadow cabinet choices. Uh, They include uh, a Sikh woman, a mother, a Quebecer, and he says he will make sure that Canadians can see themselves in the cabinet. Yeah, I guess that's impressive, like, for a conservative, but all of that and more is currently in the liberal cabinet cabinet uh only just only since trudeau though not, I was it's not like it goes back way back it's still huh yes no no you're you're right you're right only since trudeau but i was looking at the the current uh, current cabinet compared to O'Toole's shadow cabinet O'Toole's shadow cabinet is still very very much white 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 guys less less white old guys now but it's still very much white guys well, that's, and then, you, know, you can only do so much when you're in the Conservative Party. That's true. <laughs> Your options are more limited when it comes to diversity. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's good for him, good first steps, and let's see what he does from there. 
And I've yeah. I've watched a couple of his speeches. He is a much better speaker than Andrew Shear was. Yeah, well, that's not hard. It's a low bar. Be. It's a low yeah. bar. It's a ste- <laughs> it's a bar that you can sort of step over without even knowing it was there. <laughs> but he's he's you know I'm not I'm not sure he's you know he's, he's not Obama or Clinton or anything. But but he's uh, he's pretty. He's pretty. He's not bad. He's. You can watch him and not have to turn the TV. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he he will be better for the conservatives than Andrew Shear was for sure. Yeah, I just hope we'll see what he has to do to. We'll see what happens when the uh, when the when the real right part of the conservatives come calling on on all the promises that he made from the to get elected in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So Trudeau was being asked about about the uh, economy and the CERB and the new EI and everything. And his, his response was, we are still living in an economic emergency, which I think is, is accurate. Yeah, I would agree. It is also accurate. The government is now talking about economic recovery because Canada has managed to control the spread, but Canadians still need to continue to be vigilant and careful, trying to avoid a massive second wave. Each and every one of us must be responsible with the choices we make. This government will continue to have Canadians back throughout the crisis. And this was in response to to basically the the CERB ending and what he's going to do after that. And it just, you know, it seemed a, a measured and well thought out response and a, and a good answer to that question. I thought he handled it well. And I think he's right in saying that, you know, each and every one of us must make responsible choices. And I think yeah, I think a lot of people aren't. Like I don't yeah. I don't know why like you do a bit of research on this disease and it's it's not just a cold or a flu. It's something you no. don't want to get. No, not at all. And and I think people need to take that way more seriously. And I mean I understand that we're getting restless, but we just have to be able to control ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to do Trudeau? Okay. Uh Trudeau the um, I don't have much again, um, but I saw that uh, for a lot of liberals going into their caucus meetings and discuss like discussing what they're going to have on the throne speech, guaranteed basic income is a high priority, which is interesting because I think there's if there is if that is true that like a lot of the maybe less prominent liberals it's a high priority for them. I almost feel like they're maybe in the wrong party. Like, I think they think the liberals are generally more left than at least the party leaders actually bring, like, lead the party to. Do you what, know what I mean? What, is, what does that mean? Who pays that? The government? Yes. And I mean, there are many different versions of it, both in theory and that have been tried and implemented in various countries. But, I mean, at the most basic level, it means everybody is, you know, guaranteed basic income means whether or not you have a job you will be it's almost like so let's say it's it's $25,000 a year so everybody over the age of 18 if you're not in school gets $25,000 a year if you get 10,000 from working the government gives you 15 if you get zero from working the government gives you 25 yeah yeah basically that's that's yeah exactly that's a good way to explain it that's that's my understanding of it yeah so it's 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 like uh you know anti-poverty measures and 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 to in you know a way just to get money to people who need it and hoping it just gets recycled into the economy and that with that money you can elevate yourself in economic status and eventually maybe you know you're taking less and less from the government until you're just not getting a government check at all right um i think is the theory 
It's interesting. I don't so, know why you'd ever take a job for less than the minimum basic income then, if well, the government's going to give it to you anyway. Well, if you wanted nicer things, I mean, the government's not going to pay for your lavish lifestyle. It's just going to make sure your basic needs are met. If that's, say, 25000 for argument's sake. Yeah. Then, and somebody says, okay, you know, I got a job here that will pay you twenty. Why wouldn't you just hold out for something that's going to pay you thirty? Because I can make twenty-five if I just continue to look. Well, if you're if you're getting a job that pays you thirty, then you're not getting any money. Well, yeah, I know. Eventually, yeah. So you just keep looking till you find it. That's all I'm saying is, doesn't that just mean you you wouldn't take a job that where you'd earn any less than the guaranteed minimum that the government's going to pay you? Why would you take that job? Oh, oh, uh, that's that's. I mean, that's a good point. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. Maybe it will encourage companies to pay their employees a little bit more. But I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that's something that will occur to somebody. Well, I'm not sure, but I hope that's something that will that will occur to somebody, and that they'll they'll figure it out. So we'll see what comes out in their throne speech in October, and if it's even in there. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see where that goes. I think they did a test project like that in Hamilton, uh, but then when Doug Ford took over, it got canned. Yes, it was. And that I, happened. I, I think it had some interesting results, like some really positive initial results. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. But I'm just, I'm, I still, I'm, I'm, I'd need to follow up. I'd need to research it more because I don't quite understand how it works. But that's why I'm not in the government. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Bill Morneau, the former finance minister, has been accused and found guilty again of breaking an ethics law where the ethics commissioner has said that he used his position as finance minister to promote a Oakville area candidate, liberal candidate who went on to win his riding, which you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to use government positions to help yourself win elections. But the, I mean, the the prime minister's does that all the time and the leaders of the party do that all the time they always go to different ridings around the country or the province depending on the election yes. and and prop up their guy and and the rules i mean the rules are different there technically and i think just because they have to be where they do that as the leaders of their parties not as the prime minister or ministers of the country and that's why in so he said something along the lines of, if you posted, elect this guy, I'll give Oakville this much money. No, and No, no, no. He, he put videos of himself talking up the candidate on the official webpage of the Minister of Finance. Oh, okay. He should have done it on his own personal Twitter account or something. Yes. It's pretty much splitting hairs. I don't, I don't see the problem. As I, I just think that's a silly law. Obviously, people know Justin Trudeau is the prime minister, and whenever he's speaking, he's speaking as the prime minister. He doesn't ever take that hat off and say, well, right now, I'm not the prime minister. I'm just Justin Trudeau, the Ottawa representative, and I'm saying you should elect this guy here in B.C. They don't care if he's not the prime minister. He's Well, I mean, he's... Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to just be leader of the party at that point, but you're right. It is just splitting hairs, but... I mean, I think if it's a, and in this case, it seems like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. But I think if the law wasn't there, then the government could do a lot more to help themselves get elected. So it only is with government cabinet positions. Yes. Okay. That's why that, so that's the law. So, so for example, a, a shadow cabinet 
somebody who was in in the shadow cabinet or the you know a critique who was a health critique for those conservatives could put it on their official page but because they're not an official cabinet member it wouldn't matter yeah because the shadow cabinet is an imaginary made-up thing that right. opposition just decided to do years ago yeah to look good but it's not a real position no but it's but it's only a, a, a party that's in power can break this ethics law yes okay okay that's fair because you do you might have more access to money and, and other things uh, okay i get that that's fair yeah what i thought interesting though is that he's he now has he has a 300 dollars fine that doesn't seem like rate. enough that's seems like a slap on the wrist i feel like that's, that's not fine even a slap. Tw- yeah but you know i was doing some googling the fine for jaywalking in nova scotia is 700 dollars. wow well a j- you're better off to be unethical. Yeah. If you're an unethical jaywalker in Nova Scotia, that's a grand. Yeah, but if you're the f- unethical finance minister, they're like, yeah, three hundred bucks. That's because he didn't jaywalk. If he yeah, jaywalked, exactly. and if he, if that if that uh, video on his on his website showed him jaywalking, would have been a grand <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean. Even I mean seven hundred—that's the highest in the country, Nova Scotia. But even Edmonton's two hundred and fifty. That's close to three hundred. Yeah, it doesn't like, feel like it doesn't feel like enough of a of a punishment if it's something that you really want to stop. Yeah, exactly. It, it seems like they kind of don't care. They just want to keep up the appearance of caring. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I got. Hey, you want to do your Trump? Yeah, sure. Uh, again, uh, not too much for Trump because you covered most of it. And this is, you know, kind of Trump specific. Joe Biden regains a sort of his after a sort of slump. He is regaining a commanding lead in the polls so much so where if the polls, I mean, and again, I know everyone's hesitant, but if the polls were as wrong in 2020 as they were in 2016, uh, Joe Biden still wins. Like if it's off by the same amount of percentage points in each state, Joe Biden still wins the presidency. A couple of um, states are close, though. Like a couple of those states are pretty close still, the the swing yeah. states. Yeah, but even in those states, like you know, maybe it's wrong. Like a few of them, yeah. If they're as wrong as they were in 2016, Trump wins them, but he still doesn't win enough to become president. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. We'll hmm. see, we'll see, we'll see. The United Arab Emirates is normalizing relationships with Israel. Trump announced, and for that. Uh, a Norwegian far-right politician nominated Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. Another nomination, which he most certainly will not win. Yeah, he um, has. he's nominated for two Nobel Peace Prizes in 2021. Yeah, um, he won't win either of them, but I wonder how it will affect his chances. Like, it will look really good. How can that possibly be? I how don't can know. that possibly be? How can he... That's like, uh, you know... I, I don't know. I don't even know what it's like. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How could he, uh, you know, Mussolini helped a kitten out of a tree, so let's give him a peace prize? Like, what are you talking about? How can he possibly be nominated for a peace prize? It's pretty if stupid, If there was a yeah. Nobel Chaos Prize, go for it. <laughs> he should be able, he should just win it by default. Yeah. No Chaos Prize. It would be called the Trump Chaos Prize. Rename it. Yeah, the anti-Nobel Prizes, yeah. the Trump Prizes. I guess the biggest bombshell this week was the uh, Woodward tapes. Yeah, absolutely. 
it seems as if Trump maybe undersold what he knew about COVID and how it was transferred and how bad it was. What? Trump? Dishonest? What? And, but the, the, I got to say, and, and I'm, I'm not the first to say this, I heard it on Seth Meyers, but I thought it right away before, any, before, before I heard it from him, is he had this tape six months ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I also have seen that, and uh, that's, that's sketchy in itself. I don't know why he didn't put it out then, or yeah, why didn't he put Trump it out then? Now? As soon as Trump is, as soon as Trump is, because Seth Meyers did a bit where he's like, "This is a bombshell. I got to hit the presses," and he pulls out a typewriter and he's like, "Click, <laughs> click, click." It was, it was just it was like you got to tell that you know if, if he tells you one thing on the phone and then the next day you see him in public. Saying exactly the opposite to the American people, you got to get that information out. Say no, listen. He knows it's worse than that. Yeah. The other thing, well, Seth. You know, Bob, Bob, Bob Woodward didn't want to cause a panic. The other thing uh, Seth said was he should get one of his grandchildren grandchildren to show him how to use Twitter. <laughs> That'll do it. So that was that was the one thing that came off those tapes is the is the COVID downplaying and it's I mean you can't be more blatant and and still Kellyanne Conway's up there saying that he never downplayed it I mean he said on the tape I want to play it down <laughs> and she's going he never downplayed it he said yeah. he said he wanted to play it down and he likes to play it down and he continues to play it down anyway uh, he also. Uh, bragged about some top secret military uh, weapons apparently yeah not surprised which is yeah yeah par for the course yeah Uh, biden has taken back a pledge for a national mask mandate he said now this is a quote but here's the deal that's how you know it's a biden quote because it starts with but here's the deal (laughs) but here's the deal the federal government there's a constitutional issue whether federal government could issue such a mandate. I don't think it's co- I don't think constitutionally they could, so I wouldn't issue a mandate. That's off. That's weird. I I would be shocked if the constitution mentioned masks. Well, I mean, yeah, but there is like, you know, I'm sure it meant something that masks would fall under and the states have more um, power than provinces like the United States has a weaker federal government in some areas than Canada does uh, so he could I mean okay maybe it's not a maybe it's not binding but you can definitely issue you know statements saying he encourages like it, I, I don't know why would why back away from this it doesn't seem like it's an issue to back away from to me yeah especially not for like the people who are going to vote for you like you're not going to draw in anti-maskers to be Democrats. Yeah. A Trump quote from this week. Biden is a stupid person. You know that. You aren't going to write it, but you know it. <laughs> okay. Like, okay, Donald, whatever. Yeah. That's what it's come to, hasn't it? Just whatever. Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. on the Kenosha shooter. He said, we all did oh. stupid things at 17. Did you shoot many people when you were 17? I don't remember shooting anybody when I was 17. Not a whole lot. No. <laughs> like, 
there's 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 stupid things and then there's murder you know and there's a line and there's a line somewhere in there (laughs) that apparently donald trump jr is not quite sure where it is yeah and did you see the video of him at the rnc and how everybody says he was all coked up and he said he blamed the lighting (laughs) okay yeah okay his his eyes did look seriously red did you have you seen any of it no, I haven't. You should look at it at the RNC. Look at everybody else who talked, and then look at Donald Trump Jr. He was he was on something. Maybe maybe it was just melatonin. I don't know, but he was definitely on something. And then in a meeting of the minds, a mega interview. Uh, Roger Stone was on the Alex Jones show. And said, if Trump loses the election, he should impose martial law. The ballots in Nevada on election night should be seized by the federal marshals and taken from the state. They are completely corrupted. No vote should be counted from the state of Nevada if it turns out to be the provable case. I don't know why he's attacking Nevada. Nevada's like nine votes, nine electoral college votes. Like I think he Nevada's- just I think he just used Nevada as an example. I think he, he there was he went on to mention a bunch more states, but it was just California, New York, yeah. New Jersey, just incredible. But I'll tell you what if 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 Trump hears this and thinks it's an option now, it's I'm telling you, man, he is not going to leave like every other president left. And I no, think you're yes. you're a, you're you're sadly mistaken if you think he is. Yeah, no, he's not going to leave like every president left. But um, the the institutions of government, I think, will prevent him from doing anything too uh, illegal. Uh, we'll see. I'm still yeah. not convinced. All right, and now we have Closer to Fine. And again, I don't have too much this week. Um, I, I didn't find too much, and also I just had a bit of a another busy week, again, settling into Edmonton. Um, uh, and a lot of the good news stories I found sort of fit into other categories, which was nice, because it's, it's nice to have like good news in other categories. But uh, it did sort of shorten what I've got going for Closer to Fine. Um, but anyway, the, the one thing I have... Um, uh, I, I've been going on. So uh, a girl in my my class named uh, Lauren, friend of mine, she uh, thought it was a real shame that the different uh, years of my program didn't haven't been getting to like know each other this year because for various, you know, we're, we're doing different things to do with the pandemic and we're not really together. We don't pass each other in the halls. We don't hang out in the same common areas anymore. And so we don't really get to know um, specifically us. The, the fourth years don't really get to know the, the brand new second years. And so she decided to create this um, the Bachelor of Fine Arts program events page where people could organize events both online and in person that are all COVID safe and uh where, you know, we can do things together and try to, you know, connect and, and get to know each other a little bit. So last night, my uh, somebody, another guy in my class named Zach, organized uh, a games night online using Jackbox. And for anybody who doesn't know, Jackbox is like a bunch of online games. I where don't know what Jackbox can- is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a basically like an online game pack you can buy and you get to there's a whole bunch of games you can play and so you can have it on your TV. So what Zach did because he was hosting, 
he put a, a stream, which is just like a live video of whatever you're doing on your computer. And then he posted a, a link that we got to follow. He streamed it through a program called Discord. And so we could put that stream through our laptops on the TV. And so we could see what was going on, like on the host TV. But then we participate through a game code on our phones. So it's like our phones are the controller and then the stream is like the game. And they're like they're like fun little games. And anyway, uh, so a few people from the various years played that. And then um, Lauren has organized it so that um, we're doing weekly walks. So every week uh, you sort of get assigned a group and you can go or you can not go if you're busy or whatever, but you get assigned a group of two fourth years, two third years, and two second years. And at some point in the week when you're all free, if you can, you all meet up and you go for a walk and you chat and you get to know one another. And so I did one of those today and that was really nice. Uh, Got to know some of the third years a little bit better who uh, I didn't, you know, the third years... When you're in third year, you don't really get to know the year right above you because you're very secluded. It's just the way third years work. So so now that uh, so I don't know the third years too well because when they were in second year, I was in third year and I was secluded. So getting to know the third year and again getting to know the brand new second years, um, it was nice. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It was good to hear from them and see how their experience in the program is so far and how um, they're they're dealing with uh, COVID and how it's different and what they like what they don't like about it. It's it was a good walk, um, so that was very nice. What and they, uh, what they like and don't like about COVID. Well, this, what they like and what they don't like about how the program is adapting to oh, deal with COVID. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, the, there's the not COVID much to like about COVID. Yeah, no, there's not. But uh, there's certainly a. a Lots to discuss about how our program's dealing with it. Uh, Absolutely. Both, both good and, and bad. I mean, none of it's ideal, but, you know. And then, you know what? Also, today, I had a little uh, uh, Zoom conversation with a few people in my class and two directing students who are going to be working with in the winter, and they organized it to get to know us a little bit. And we all had, like, a drink, and we just chatted about what we're interested in the theater and also just our lives uh, and that was really nice. They both seemed like really nice gentlemen. So what I'm was, looking forward to meeting them in and, person and working for them. And it was it was over drinks, right? Zoom call over drinks. But uh, yes, we all had a drink, and and it was uh, over Zoom. So what were they drinking? Uh, I never asked. Um, I saw one person was drinking white wine, and uh, I know another one of my friends was drinking beer. I couldn't really tell what they were drinking. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's what I have for closer to find. Well, it's good that. Uh, you guys are able to do that and and still maintain uh, a bit of a community feeling among, amongst your program. Yeah, well, that's what we're that's what we're going for because we don't want to lose that. You know, especially my year. The the other two years have a lot of in person stuff, and I, from what I hear, it's very different than what it, it normally is. Like they're all they all have a yoga mat that's like spread out so that everyone is six feet apart, and they have to stay on their yoga mat for a lot of their classes. Right. <laughs> um, so like they can't get close to each it's other. A lot like then, kindergarten in that way. Yeah, and so like they come in and no one's allowed to have a locker, so they bring their stuff into a room and they have a taped off section of a table where they go and they drop all their stuff. And when they break for food, they're not allowed to talk to each other. They go to their stuff, they take off their masks, because they have to wear a mask the whole time. They eat and then they put their masks back on and they're not allowed to talk while their masks are off. Can they mime? I mean, this is a BFA group. <laughs> I suppose, but mime is not exactly covered in what, any of the units that we do. Oh, huh. 
you know, they can take it on their own. Well, it's good to, good for Lauren to uh, to organize that. That's really awesome, and you know, I'm sure uh, if you want to if you want to have her on to talk about it and and how she came about the idea or anything, that'd be a good idea. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll invite her. I'm sure she loves to talk. So uh, I'll <laughs> and uh, uh, and she lives right across the street from me. She's a good friend of mine. So I'll 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 invite her on. Perfect. I, she doesn't listen, so we might as well have her on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I have uh, it's a bit of a product placement. Also Costco again because I bought it at Costco. But <laughs> I I I don't. I've never liked ketchup. You know, like Heinz ketchup and all that. I've never liked it. It's it's too sweet. Every once it's a bad in a, condiment. Every once in a while on a toasted western, but that is about the only time I eat it, and not very the much. Yeah, I don't like ketchup either. The only time I eat ketchup is like if I go to A and W and I get a Beyond Meat burger and ketchup comes on it, I'll eat it and I just won't think about it. Sometimes but... I'll throw a burger out if I accidentally say no ketchup. I forget to say no ketchup. I'll just toss it. <laughs> but but anyway, having continue. said that, I was I was in Costco and they have this organic ketchup. It's called Good Food for Good. And and it says on the bottom, buy one, feed one. So every purchase feeds a person in need. So that's great. It's yeah. it's ketchup, but it's it's good. I love it. It's sweetened only with dates. There's no sugar added at all. So that's another good thing. And you look down the side of this bottle, and it's okay for people on the keto diet. It's okay for people doing the paleo diet. It's okay for vegans, no sugar added, non-GMO, and free of preservatives. So I got to get back in the fridge soon. But and and then you look at the ingredients, and this this is I've been trying to look at ingredients when I buy stuff, and when you can pronounce all the ingredients, uh, I think it's it must be pretty good to eat then. And the ingredients of this are tomato paste made from fresh ripe tomatoes, water, apple cider apple cider vinegar. Date paste, onion powder, sea salt, garlic powder, spices, contains mustard. That's it. That's all that's in it. And it is a fabulous ketchup. And it's way better for you than regular ketchup. It does good by helping people in need. And uh, and yeah, I would I would highly recommend it. If you're at Costco, pick up a bottle. The way the way you're selling this, it really sounds like they're sponsoring us. I have no stock. They are not sponsoring <laughs> us. I just I am They should be at this big, point. I am a big fan of this ketchup. As big a fan of this ketchup as radio hosts are of my pillow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from the ketchup. Uh, after a thirteen year ban, Opa Laka, a city in South Florida has overturned a ban on bottoms that reveal the wearer's underwear or saggy pants, as they're called, as the young kids are calling them these days. (coughs) This bylaw was passed in 2007, and an ordinance was added in 2013 that said women could also get citations for doing the same thing. Originally, it was just men. 2007-2013, women could wear the saggy pants. Or maybe they just didn't. I don't know. But... Only in 2013 did they say women could get it as well. But now, now that that ban is over and you can now wear your underwear showing pants again. But they have yet to take down the signs. So there's signs in this city 
that show two young men wearing pants below their waists with the words, no ifs, ands, or buts, it's the city law. It's it's butts like like your butt. B-U-T-T-S, yes. That's hilarious. I, I, I was like, I was kind of like, I guess this is good because, you know, like people should have the right to wear what they want, uh, more or less. But for the sake of the pun on the signs, I think they should have kept this thing in place. Yeah, absolutely. At least leave the signs up. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if originally it's no longer the law, the but law it's just a good idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no well, longer the, city the law. Councilors just was like, "Hey, this is pretty funny. Like, we should make this a law so we can put <laughs> these signs everywhere." Yeah, and a bizarre thing that's happening off the coast of Spain and Portugal, uh, orcas. <laughs> I just noticed something yeah. funny on my on my on my notes. I wrote orcs. But this has yeah. nothing to do with Mordor. Orcas. I, 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 I saw that you put orcs as well, and I was like, are people really bored and like <laughs> no. participating in pi- privateering dressed up as orcs from Lord of the Rings? Orcas have been attacking <laughs> sailboats, uh, and nobody knows why. They just ram into these sailboats that are sailing up and down the coast, and, and they don't know why, and they, they do some serious damage to the sailboat, to the boats. The one had to be towed back because they ruined the steering on it. Well, they probably have had enough of us destroying the ocean. Yeah, fighting this is, back this, is the be- this is the beginning of the uprising. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, but and and 2020 would be the year that it happens. Absolutely, so yeah. That makes sense. I was talking today. This is a little bit off topic. Um, I was talking today with some of my friends, and I don't know if this is the case in Ontario, but in Alberta, they are expecting an early, bitterly cold, and bitterly long winter this year. And I was like, of course that's how they're going to end 2020. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's already, like, I went on, when I went on my walk today, my hands were cold. I was in a light jacket, a long pants, long sleeve shirt. My hands were getting, going pretty numb. It's gray, overcast. The leaves are turning. What's the like, temperature? It feels, um, I think today, I think today was a high of 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was 2021 here. It was, I'm still in short, shorts and a t-shirt. But there was some. It gets cold at night, and there's some leaves starting to turn here. Yeah, you know what? We got. We also have. It was a lot of wind chill. We're getting a lot of wind chill. Right. And it snowed in Calgary um, not too long ago. That's crazy. It's way too early yeah. for snow. Right now, it's eight outside. Feels like six. Uh, in Ontario, it's fifteen. Yeah. See, and you're two hours later than I am. Yeah. The high tomorrow is 13 degrees. Well, uh, you saw that Facebook thing I sent you where something along the lines of don't be too depressed, there's actually people living in Edmonton? (laughs) Yeah. Calgary's worse with the snow. But yeah, it's not supposed to, this whole week, it's not supposed to get any higher than 13 degrees until Friday. Yeah, it's a fitting way to end the year. Yeah, it's like you've had a terrible. You guys have had a terrible year, so we're just going to end by freezing you all for as long as we possibly can. Maybe COVID will end with the cold. It, it normally we expect it to die with the cold in October. Yeah, well, that's probably not going to happen, but I hope it does. <laughs> no, I was just mimicking Trump with the heat in April. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what. I, yeah, yeah, I remember him saying that. That's definitely going to happen. Hundred percent. People are always healthier when it's cold outside. <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> that's, history has proven that every endeavor is more successful when it's freezing that's why Napoleon and Hitler were able to invade Russia so easily Yeah. 
<laughs> and I'll, but I'll tell you, I do think it creates a calmer people in general. All the all the places where the wars are, they're always hot. Yeah, I mean, historically, not so much. I mean, there's a lot of historically war in Europe. Yeah, but they they break for winter normally. But like the places that are right now that are like the the biggest, you know, always fighting. It's the Middle East, right? It's hot there all the time. <laughs> People are just they're just so sick and tired they're of being grumpy. hot. They need to get it out. They're grumpy because they're hot. It's quicker tempers. But wouldn't the heat? I, I think that the extreme heat would actually make people intend to take more like siestas and not put so much effort into like fighting. It's like, I can't be bothered. It's too hot. Yeah, quicker. You do whatever you quicker want. Quicker tempers. But worse sleeps. Quicker temper. Quicker to te- quicker, quicker to anger. <laughs> there you go. Got it out. And now the end is near. Parting thoughts, and this is something I'm really. I I don't. I, I'm not sure on what my opinion is to be honest i haven't really formed one yet but it's interesting and i saw it in the news the other day the provincial government in alberta is looking at replacing the rcmp with a provincial police like what ontario has and so you know developing like an alberta provincial police to alleviate some of the a lot of the responsibility that currently the rcmp has on and my initial thoughts are that it's a bad idea and the reason I, I fully acknowledge that the reason those are my initial thoughts is because it's something Jason Kenney is considering doing, <laughs> and and he's yet to do something where I thought it was a good idea at all. So I think there must be some sort of shady reason why he wants a, a police more directly under his control. But I also, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it, and, and is the RCMP is largely paid by for the federal government. And and Jason Kenney is constantly talking about how we need to spend less money. So why would he take, say, say we should develop a whole new provincial police force that we have to fund with taxpayers' dollars when he already has a federally funded police force unless he wants it more directly under his own control? Because like Ontario, right Ontario has one. Ontario has one. I want one. That could be. I mean, I, I generally don't think, for those reasons I was thinking about, I was like, maybe Ontario shouldn't have one. Why are we spending that money? Well, I think it's a population thing, right? There's enough population in Ontario to warrant it. Yeah, but, I mean, there probably isn't in Alberta. No, I know. No, I don't think there is. I don't yeah, think there is I, at all. I tend to lean towards it's a bad idea. It it probably is a bad idea. I, I think at best it's a completely neutral idea, in which case, because it's going to cost money, you shouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean Edmonton has its own police, and... And Calgary has its own police, and probably Red Deer, Red, Grand Prairie, yeah, Lethbridge. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, so, yeah, that's probably that might be it. I mean, uh, you know, I doubt places like I don't even know if Grand Prairie. It's not that big, but but you know why? There's just not enough big communities, and there's no super big community like. Well, I mean, even in Ontario, Toronto has its own police. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So does Brampton. So does Halton. Yeah. Well, although, if you look at it that way, I mean, I don't know. Is rural Ontario more populated than rural Alberta? I'm not sure. It's a good question. Yeah, who knows? But, I mean... Why did it's, Ontario it's, start it? Why not just use the RCMP? I don't know. Maybe, I mean, my... Ontario has a lot bigger highways and stuff, so... Someone to... Pat- you know, but, some- but the RCMP could re- patrol the highways. I, I don't know why we pay for it. 
That's true. That's I mean, yeah, they could. I, I don't know if it's in there. Okay, it could be because the RCMP is a federal police force and highways and transport just transportation is a provincial matter. But they can give you tickets in Alberta and all those other provinces that don't have the oh, their own PP. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It could, I mean, I, it could very well just be provincial governments wanting more direct control, like... It, more control it, over something than the federal it, government. It might have to do with the income from the uh, tickets. That's true. That's true. You divert the ticket income to your to your province instead of to the federal government. And if that if that is greater than the than the cost, then it's worth it. Yeah. Except, I mean, except of, I mean, there's income to the federal government, but then there's also the uh, uh, oh my god, they constantly talks about Alberta. But I can't remember what it's called right now. The the program where it distributes money between the haves and the haves not provinces. Yeah. Like you still get. I mean, provinces get so much federal money. Yeah. And Ontario is a have not province. Province. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I might have to look into the history of why 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 the why Ontario even has its own police force yeah. and Let's, when it we'll, exactly we'll came a, up. We'll do a. Uh, recap next time. See if there's any movement here. This, this one's uh, on, on you. This one's on you. I'll try. I'll see if I remember. But mostly, it's I'm leaving it with you. Oh, okay. Well, okay. You brought it up. Yeah, but you just volunteered to do the research on the OPP. I said I might if I have time. If I have time, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, parting thoughts. Well, first of all, uh, you know, I want to say good season to the Toronto Raptors. They they just got eliminated in Game Seven by the Boston Celtics, who. We're probably the better team in this series. Uh, I think Toronto didn't, from what I understand, didn't play to their full capacities. Pascal Siakam was pretty bad, and they gave the ball away a lot. But, uh, you know, the highest highest winning percentage that they've had as a team this year after the loss of a superstar in a superstar-driven league. So, well done. Mm-hmm. Good season, and uh, best of luck next year. Absolutely. I, then uh, I had... Madeline has now started her her uh, university courses, so she was able to go get. They have this program. Well, they they call their orientation week at Guelph. They call it O Week, which is I don't. I think that's oh. a mistake. But anyway, uh, why do you think it's a mistake? Well, I just I don't know. I just it just sounds rude to me. O Week. O Week. Why does it sound rude? Uh, I don't know just does no we had uh in, uh in in the u of a there's base camp which is the orientation on residents and then the general orientations for the university is called week of welcome or wow week yeah which is is in no way can be misinterpreted but orientation yeah. week oh week it just can it can be i don't know mm-hmm. it can be so it's just anyway it's that's that's neither here nor there she was <laughs> she was she was able to go get a, a this box. So we drove up to Guelph at a at a prearranged time because it's a drive-through pickup with COVID, and picked up this box with swag-ish type stuff in it. So we open it up and there's a nice pennant there that said "Forever Griffin" or something because the Griffin is the Guelph mascot. There was mm-hmm. a there was a, a tea bag to make some tea. There was a magnet with a bunch of emergency phone numbers on it that you could stick on your fridge, I guess, if you were actually staying in residence. There was... I can't remember what else, but the other thing that was in there, there was a couple of things. There was some brownies or something in there. And there was also this coupon that was 25% off gifts and clothing in the bookstore. 
<laughs> so I said, well, let's go to the bookstore and we'll get some we'll get some swag. She wanted a she wanted a Guelph sweater, and she, you know, you got Mama in Alberta sweater. She wanted to get Mama Guelph sweater as well. So. Okay, let's be clear. I got you both. I'm not playing favorite parent. I got you both. Alberta yes, you sweaters. got us both Alberta sweaters. That's right. <laughs> so the uh, the so we went in and we gathered all this stuff, and the coupon was for 25 percent off, right? And it's in yeah. this box that they just gave us. The coupon's 25 percent off. So we got the sweater Mad wanted was 80 bucks, and then there was a the sweater for mom, and then I got a, a shirt and a cap, and I think I think we got a mug for that said you know, grandparent of a Guelph student or something, a couple of those for the grandparents. And then she got some oh, notebooks. Damn. What's that? I said, oh, damn, I haven't gotten anything for the grandparents. Right. I got I to gotta up my game. <laughs> I've been here five years. I need to up the game. Jeez. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then some notebooks and some pens and stuff like that. And we took it all up to the cash. And, and this was after, because of COVID, they're limiting the number of people in the bookstore to, it felt like it's, the sign on the door said 30, but it felt like there was maybe 10 people in there. I don't know where the <laughs> other, I don't know where the other 20 were. They were not letting 30 in. So we were in line for probably an hour, maybe a little over an hour. And we just get in before it closes and get all this, gather all this stuff, go up to the front. He rings it all in. I pass him the coupon and he says, oh, that doesn't start till the 25th. <laughs> Why? I said, what? Why would you give out coupons that don't start when you're here? So then I read it, and it said right now, it's my own fault. I didn't read the coupon, but I just didn't think they would give out coupons yeah, that's that ridiculous. weren't good for another two weeks. Yeah, that's silly. So that's Matt was silly. a little upset because I just said, oh, okay, we'll come back then, and we walked away. Because <laughs> 25% is a lot of money. If you're starting yeah. with an $80 sweater, you know, and going from there, it was probably $200 worth of stuff. Oh yeah, no. University stores are hugely marked up. So twenty five percent of that is a is a hunk of money. <laughs> so it was a little disappointing. She was disappointed. I was disappointed too. As uh, yeah, I just that you know the bad. waiting in line and that. But we're gonna go back on the twenty fifth. So yeah, now we know what you know we what? need. Yeah, you know what this this just occurred to me. Um, this is from a conversation I was having today and talking about like you know universities and residents and stuff made me think about it so two years ago there uh sort of like um there started to be conflict between the student body and the university of alberta president and administration in general because there were tuition hikes for international students and they were doing things with a meal plan that people didn't like and and there was a lot of stuff around residents that was making it slightly more expensive or they were putting money in places people like don't put money there put it somewhere else and stuff like that right and so there's sort of been conflict ever since. Two years ago, there was like huge protests. There was one day where they were outside the dean's office and he had to be escorted through a back door into a cop car to be like escorted out. It got pretty But like, not the APP. No, not the APP. Not yet. But I was talking today to somebody who just got out of residence. Right. And at the University of Alberta, they have the Lister Residence Complex that is reserved for your first year of university. If you are coming to university at the University of Alberta, you are guaranteed residence if you want it, and it will be in the Lister Center. You don't have an option of where to go, but you have guaranteed residence, and you go to the Lister Center. It has five residence towers. One is brand spanking new. When I went there, there was only four. Now there's five. It's the biggest residence complex in North America. And they were 
not nice. Like they're not, they weren't nice towers, you know, living there for a year. Everything was a little grungy and old, but it's a first year university residence. I wasn't like expecting glamour. Yeah. But so I was talking to somebody today who just got out of residence after doing two years in res at Lister. And they were telling me about how they're renovating the old towers and they just finished renovating one and now they're renovating a new one and making them really, really nice. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then they told me that and they're making them really, really nice and then jacking the price up because it's nice now. And I thought like the University of Alberta has been dealing with an operating, a big operating deficit for two years. And that's sort of like where the increase in international student tuition and stuff um, came from. But if you're going to tell first-year students, people who are just entering university, not known for their wealth, and you're going to like, yeah, you can come to our university, you can stay in residence if you want, but it has to be here, and we're going to jack up the price a bunch because we just did renovations, Like, so you have to pay this exorbitant amount of money or you can't live here. I don't know. I understand that you're running out of deficit, but I don't think you should try to make up that money off the backs of the people with the least amount of money because eventually you're just going to price them out. And like outside of it just being totally unethical, you look at the economics, you're eventually just going to price them out and people aren't going to be able to afford to come to the university anymore unless they live in the province. Yeah, the residence fees are, are really high. I mean, that's that's the one nice thing about online this year is mad staying at home, so it saves us a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, I mean, they were high when I was going there. Thank you for paying for that, by the way. Um, they were high when I was going there, and now they're jacking them up because they've done these renovations. And, like, like eventually just this is not going to be affordable for anybody. Yeah, no, it's it's a problem. It's a problem across the country at universities, though. Like, how yeah, can, I mean, you know, you pay, you pay, say, six to nine grand per year at university, maybe six to ten, depending on your program. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a lot of money, and then and then you pay another ten to fifteen for the residence for that time. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I mean, financially and ethically, I mean, I think you have to. You know, if you're gonna. No, I think as a first year student, you expect a dump. Yeah, and that's, exactly. That, what's guaranteed is a cheap dump. And then, yeah. but they should give them, they should also give them the option. I mean, you don't have to go there. You can pay for this nicer place if you have the money well, and you want to. Yeah. It's well, two tiered residence, just like yeah, two tiered nice. health care. <laughs> what was nice when I went there, there were four towers. Three of them were dumps. One of them was new and was kind of nice. And that was a more expensive tower. And you could apply to live there if you wanted, but you didn't have to. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Like that, that, that's that's a system that makes sense you want a slightly nicer place you have the option to pay a little bit more money if you don't have that option you're guaranteed this place there's a bed it's heated there's you know a desk your bed was heated nice no i meant (laughs) the building is heated okay but you know like your 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 basic needs are going to be met it's not exorbitant it's not extravagant but your basic needs are going to be met and you know you pay this you pay you pay for what you're getting yeah yeah that Um, makes sense and and I think, you know, if they need to cut costs, and I, this is my political standpoint coming through, but, uh, you know, take a pay, pay, pay the, take a pay cut. Uh, you know, the people at the very, very top who increased their salaries, I think, two years before this huge deficit, 
like you know take a even if it's just a temporary pay cut or cut funding to you know you're running an operating def- deficit don't completely renovate all the buildings yeah what what does the what does the president of the university make do you know I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I did look it up, and I remember it being like pretty high. If I'm not now, now I cannot confirm this, um, but I'm pretty sure I remember it being at least on par with. Okay, University of Alberta and University of Calgary. Um, University of Alberta President David Turpin. He actually just stepped uh, stepped down, but he takes home about. $824,000 in salary and benefits. His base salary is around $500,000. Yeah, I mean, that's not completely ridiculous for running an operation of that size. Okay. Yeah. The Prime Minister of Canada makes... Oh, this isn't totally clear. What do we have for the Prime Minister of Canada's salary? Because if I remember, it is... The Prime Minister of Canada makes $357,800. So the Prime Minister of Canada makes less than the President of the University of Alberta. I've long said politicians are underpaid. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like like the President of the University that's of Alberta why makes you don't twice get, that's why you what don't the Prime get, Minister of Canada makes. That's why you don't get the best people as politicians. They have ulterior motives for the most part. Because if they were exceptionally good at their jobs they would be in private industry making more money that's the way yeah that's fair it's a problem it's a problem that's one of the one of my problems with politics is that they these people aren't in it for altruistic reasons for the most part maybe there's a few but for the most part it's it's you know you're never going to convince someone who can be the president of the university or the ceo of a bank or whatever to run for politics because at least not until after they've already been one of those things they might afterwards yeah afterwards yeah 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 yeah. for sure after you've got all kinds of money maybe they will and then (laughs) but but you know it's not uh i think if you paid them a little bit more you'd get people with you know with a better idea of how to run things yeah hopefully i mean hopefully the president of the united states makes $400,000 $400,000 annually, which is less than the president of the University of Alberta. Yeah. That's, well, that's politicians I mean, right, in general. Problem. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But so, so you cannot claim, I mean, what I'm saying is David Turpin but, can't stand up and claim and say, I, the stress of this job deserves this amount of money when the president of the United States, the prime minister of Canada makes less. Like, is he going to stand up there and say, I, my job takes but, more of a toll on me than running a country probably than the way trump runs it but if you look at you need you can't compare with other industries you have to compare within the industries what do other presidents of universities of similar sizes make and is he, is he at the top of that bracket or is he in the middle or is he at the bottom and that's where you have to compare you can't you can't look across industries because it but, doesn't work especially if you're talking about politics because they 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 can't I mean, be paid what they're worth because it's taxpayers' money and people complain and nobody says nobody ever said pay politicians more except for <laughs> except for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's I just I mean I think at least if you're doing an operating budget, you should make the you should you should cut that you know close to million dollar salary and uh, it's five hundred thousand. The rest is benefits and stuff. Yeah. So I mean. 
I mean, I mean, reduce that a little bit and and do that with all the like counselors and senators and all the unnecessary bureaucracy that it takes to. You can get rid uh, of all the senators. What do they do? Yeah, but I mean, like, no, I meant like the university senators. What do they do? Uh, Okay, yeah, you're right. Same question. I don't know. Presumably they have a function. Well, but but, again, well, you'd presume that about political senators, but they don't. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, this has probably been one of our longest parting thoughts so far. Yeah. I have one more thing. Uh, uh, I guess two days from now on the 15th, it's going to be my mom's husband Paul's birthday. So happy birthday to him. We were just up there this weekend. Had a very nice dinner. Uh, A lasagna, a really nice lasagna. It was nice and garlicky, cooked by uh, Diane. Fantastic. uh, Yeah, it was a good dinner. And And then... Carrot cakes, carrot cupcakes with homemade Ooh. cream cheese icing. They were fantastic. That sounds fantastic. That does sound fantastic. Yeah, I was, could go for a carrot cupcake. It was a really good dinner. Awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Alrighty. Well, that's episode two. Thanks for listening and join us again next week. Talk to you next week. Bye.